0: And welcome to Season 4 of the Stephanie Humphrey Podcast, where we will feature our new series entitled, Let's Talk About It, Bible Edition, on the first and second Thursdays. This series will feature biblical conversations and practical teachings. On third and fourth Thursdays, Sip and Say with Stephanie will continue. So grab your sip and be ready to talk about the latest news and social events. We look forward to talking with you then. Be blessed. Sip and Say with Stephanie. Good evening, good evening, good evening, and good evening, and welcome to Sip and Say with Stephanie right here on the Stephanie Humphrey channel and the Stephanie Humphrey podcast. Hey, how y'all doing? How are you doing? So look, y'all, my, my chat, my live chat is looking a little funky. I have no idea why. I don't like the way it looks. It's just different, and I don't know why it's looking like this. But um, it's odd, uh, and it's kind of got me a little discombobulated because now I can't really see the chat like I want to see it. So I'm trying to, oh, there it is. I was like, how do I fix it? I just fixed it, praise God. That way I can stay focused. How y'all doing? <laughs> I'm doing so much better now that I have figured out how to do. My window was like stretched out where I couldn't see the chat on the side like I normally do. It was just showing below, which would be not great for me to try to navigate that. And I do like to see what you all are putting in the chat. And so I wanted to make sure that I could see it as I am talking tonight. So how y'all doing emotionally? How are you doing mentally? How are you doing physically? How are you doing spiritually? How are you doing socially? Woo! Y'all, I don't even know how I'm feeling. Like I have so many mixed feelings right now that I'm not quite sure how I'm feeling emotionally and mentally. I really don't. I just don't know. Um, spiritually I'm feeling pretty good um, socially I'm feeling good physically I feel good but again y'all I'm going to say it every week so I can hear myself say it so I can get my life together getting some exercise I just need to start exercising I've been eating salads all week which has been really good I've really enjoyed myself and I've added some like blue cheese crumbles to the salads and that has been delicious Like I absolutely love blue cheese and so I used to love blue cheese dressing growing up. Like blue cheese dressing, that was my thing right there. And then grandma would buy it for me because she knew I loved it. And then she loved Thousand Island. And so I got to in Thousand Island as well. But I used to love me some blue cheese. And so I just have the blue cheese crumbles just so she, you know, because, you know, I can't say how much sodium is in the blue cheese dressing. So, you know. Um, but I love me some blue cheese crumbles. That's like my new topping on my salads. I'm going to eat it like that forever for the most part. So I'm doing good. You know, I've been eating my salads and fruit this week. I think I had fish one night this week, which is surprising because I eat fish. Like that's my meat, you know. Um, Right now, but it's been mostly salads with my blue cheese. Y'all, when I say that blue, them blue cheese crumbles, that has made a difference in my salad. Which has been good to have something different because I haven't had any avocado. I haven't purchased any avocado since I've been back home, actually, and so I haven't had that that avocado in my salads. And so it's been good to have the blue cheese. I did forget to add my flax seed this week. So that's the one thing that I have not missing is my flax seed. So anywho, I've been eating healthy. I feel good there. But I just, like I said, I got to get this exercise down. And so I'm going to keep praying for myself and just really have to make a plan for me to do it. Like incorporate it in my day some kind of way. And I was telling myself if I just start with 10 minutes to do, like I love dancing. So put on some dance music for 10 minutes, some shout music. Just something to get this body moving, just to get me back in the habit. I think right now I just need to get back in the habit of exercising and just start exercising, like doing my dance routines or whatever. And then I can kind of focus on a more specialized exercise routine that incorporates weight and strength training and all of that because I need all of that to be healthy. And so, but if I could just start moving consistently and getting that part done, then I can move on, you know, to the next portion of my um, getting healthy journey. And so that's what I'm feeling there. Hey mom, how are you? Good evening. Good evening to you. Good evening to all listeners again thank you for joining the stephanie humphrey channel or sip and say with stephanie on the stephanie humphrey channel and stephanie humphrey podcast i don't have a lot of news for us tonight to me it's intense news but it's not a lot of news and so i do have a few things that i want to share with us on tonight you all Put it in the live chat how you're feeling, how you're doing. I, I again, yeah, I'm gonna keep saying this too. I ask you every week because I am concerned about how you're feeling, how you're doing. And maybe nobody has asked you today. Maybe nobody has asked you all week, how are you doing? And seriously wanted to know. Like, I really want to know how you're doing. So add it to the live chat, add it to the comment section if you're listening to the podcast or if you're listening to the rebroadcast, okay? Watch y'all sipping on tonight? I got straight up cold. I thought about some hot chocolate, but it's, y'all, let me tell y'all something. Put my sip down. Y'all know I live in North Carolina. So last week we was freezing like I mean I had my I had my um Salvation Army coat on and I I call it my salvation army because I got it from the Salvation Army but it, and I was looking for an old school coat that covered me from my neck almost down to my ankles i was looking for a coat because i was like these little short coats that they're making now they're not big they're not thick as nothing y'all found me two of them i got one a black one that has a hood i mean it's from my neck from my hand really because it has a hood all the way down to my ankles i love that coat and then i got my tan coat it doesn't have a hood to it but it goes up from my neck because i can button it up to my neck and it goes almost to my ankles round right about right between like my lower leg and my ankles yeah, then my coat. So I bought, my, I, broke out my tan coat, had my hat, had my gloves on. I didn't have a scarf on because I mostly wore my big sweaters last week. Y'all, how about we was in like the 60s, maybe the 70s today, but the I haven't listened to the weather all week. Um, but I knew from the weekend that we were going to be in like warm weather. So yesterday and today, it's been warm.
1: North Carolina weather. I had a
0: point for telling y'all that. I don't know. What my, oh, I was just saying, I don't know. I had a point for that, but I don't know what the point was. But yeah, it's warm today. I think it's supposed to be warm through the weekend. Then we're going back to 40s. Oh, North Carolina weather. You just don't know. Life is like a box of chocolates. You never know what you're going to get. North Carolina weather is like a box of chocolates. You never know what you're going to get. Watch out sipping overnight. <laughs> I'm sipping on straight of, Oh, That's what I was talking about. I was gonna the hot chocolate. I was gonna make some hot chocolate for my sip. So the Lord bring me back around. Uncle Darnell, the Lord brings me back around. <laughs> I was talking about myself. I was gonna make some hot chocolate, but I was like, well, it's warm. Ain't no need to have no hot chocolate, even though I did have some last night and it was warm yesterday. but I just wanted some and I wanted some marshmallows, so I made some. But I anyway, I thought about hot chocolate. and I was like, no, I'm just sipping on my water tonight with my Stephanie Humphrey Channel mug. Made by my cousin, Makia Designs. Y'all know she does her t-shirts in the mugs. She's working on some earrings. Y'all support her. You can find her on Instagram under I Believe B-E-I-V-E 75. I think she is 75. So, yeah, let me take a sip of my water. It's nice and cold, too. Praise God. So, watch y'all sipping on Hey, my mom says she's doing fine. She's sipping on some Seagram's ginger ale. Uncle Darnell, hey, Uncle Darnell. I didn't even see you in the chat before I shouted shouted you out, but hey, Uncle Darnell. He said he's doing well. He's drinking on some water too. I know that's right, Uncle Darnell. Look, Uncle Darnell, call your sister, Brenda, right now and tell her to put that ginger ale down and sip on her some H2O as well. Praise the Lord. And tell her I said so. (laughs) Tell her her eldest daughter. That told you to call her and tell her to put that soda down and get her some water. Praise God. Hallelujah. Y'all know I love me some Humphrey family. Praise God. We can joke like that even on the air. Amen. Praise God. Let me take another sip because I'm feeling a little dry. Y'all, let me turn my heater off. I do, I do got my heater on. I ain't even gonna lie. And I'm in my massage chair. Well, I'm in my, I call it my massage chair, but it's really just a um I will pull it up and I don't feel like standing up but it's a massage um mat. I'll call it a mat, but I put it in the chair and it it's in my bag. I'm going to put it on in a minute. I hope y'all don't hear it. So it's like my bottom and the back. My back gets a massage and it has a heat feature. So y'all, that heat been feeling good these cold days. So I've been having it on, massaging my back and getting my heat feature on, feeling all nice and toasty over here on my end, praise God. And so I'm about to put it on. I hope y'all don't hear it. If y'all hear it, praise the Lord. It's just a little buzz for about 15 minutes. It's going to be all good. So hi, Aunt Wanda. Great that you joined us tonight. She said she's feeling great and she is drinking on some water. I, 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 am I, I, I mm. so, hmm. I saw y'all at Bible study. I'll just leave that there. I finally tuned in to Bible study on Tuesday, and I saw y'all there um, sitting at the table all together. Y'all know who I'm talking about
1: uh, with Papa.
0: I was like, this, this, there they go. That's my family on the, um, on the video Bible study. It was a good Bible. I'm going to enjoy having Bible study um, you know, at, on Tuesdays while I'm you know, working because I have my prayer at 10, and then we have the Bible study at noon. And so I'm like, this is going to be good. So anyway... I'm telling y'all business, even though I didn't say y'all name. Look, we got a little bit of news tonight. I did say a little bit of news. I hope it's going to be a little bit. Y'all know how I get to talking. Praise the Lord. I do have a little bit of news to share with you on tonight. And so let me grab my glasses. I went all day Tuesday and didn't have no glasses on. Put my glasses on yesterday and I had them on today. Or was it yesterday? No, it was yesterday. I went all day yesterday, had my glasses right beside me. At my desk, and didn't put them on not one time. But like when I got to work today, I was like, "Oh, I need my glasses on." Y'all pray, pray for me here. Y'all know I need. Y'all ain't praying hard enough. Y'all know I need prayer. So look, y'all, I wanted to share this story with you because, well, first before I share the story with you, I wanted to give you an update about Miss Josephine. Right? You know, I um told you last week, if you didn't know, that Ms. Josephine Wright passed away. She was the elder from Hilton Head that Bailey Point Investments and filed a lawsuit against her, you know, over her property. They were building around her property and they really wanted her property. Let's just say how it was, but um, they filed the lawsuit. She ended up passing away. They had her funeral January 13th, but I looked for updates about her court case and still have not seen any. It is possible that That the lawsuit was dropped. Like, I don't know if Bailey Point Investments have maintained the lawsuit. Um, like against her family, since the you know they still own the property i 'm pretty sure her the um her property her home and property were passed on to her to her children and her family, and so I have not found any updates about it again, if I do, i'll let you know, but I did want to get you an, give you an update to let you know that I did do some research and didn 't find anything. I hope they dropped the lawsuit um I mean, you know miss Josephine Wright has passed away, but again i don 't know if they would. If they had to drop it since she passed away or if they could like have a lawsuit against her family. You know, I'm not quite sure about that part. But if I do get any updates in the next weeks or months, you know, I'll just let us know. Okay, All right. So just wanted to let let you know about that. Y'all look, I was I don't even know how I got a hold of this particular story but this happened in Portland, Oregon. This 18-year-old girl, you all rescued a baby. Let me tell you what happened. Her name is Majaya. I love that name, Majaya Washington. And she actually rescued a 9-month-old baby after the mom's, after the baby's mom, the baby's dad and the baby's uncle, teenage uncle were all electrocuted. And she saw the baby moving, and she went out and rescued the baby. And it is a just a blessing that she did not get electrocuted herself. And so you all know we've been having this severe weather across the country. I mentioned it last week. And um, so let me see. I don't know that they posted the family's names or not. But let me just give you the scenario of what happened. So this family, they were putting their child in the car. Okay, so they were at the young lady the mom, they were at her parents' home. The internet had went out at her house. So she went to her parents' house to use the internet. So her and her um, boyfriend, they were, you know, putting the baby in the car in a power line field. And so the, um, let me make sure I get it right. Let me go down. Yes. Yeah, so the mom yelled at her boyfriend to get the child away from the car because the car caught on fire. But it was a thick sheet of ice and as he was trying to move away, he there was some water there, and he did get electrocuted. Okay, let me make sure I said that right. Thick sheet of ice caused the dad. So let me get it right. A thick sheet of ice caused caused the father to slip on the live wire while he was holding the baby, you all, and he was electrocuted. So the child's mother, who was six months pregnant, you all, she went to try to rescue the baby. She got electrocuted. The 15-year-old brother of this young lady, he came out of the house, even though his daddy was telling him not to, he came out of the house to help. He was electrocuted. So Miss Washington, Miss Majaya Washington, she's watching all of this, you know, from her home because these were her neighbors. And she said as she was looking out, she saw the baby move. The baby was on the dad's chest and she saw the baby move. So she immediately went out and she rescued that baby, y'all. It was nothing but God that kept her from getting electrocuted or slipping or harming herself in the process of rescuing y'all this nine-month-old baby. Miss Majayo Washington at 18 years old. And so um, let me go down because the dad, um, this is what Miss Washington said. She said, I was concerned about the baby. Nobody was with. The baby now y'all might mind, mind you, I didn't see in the report what the temperature was, so I don't know if it was like in the fifties or the forties or the thirties or the twenties. I'm not quite sure this again was Portland, Oregon, so I can't tell you what the um the weather was outside, so I, and I, I'm pretty sure if it was cold, the parents did have the baby bundled. But, you know, if it's cold temperatures, you don't want to leave a baby, or yourself for that matter, out in the cold for too long. And so I'm glad that she kept an eye out of what was going on, and she was able to see that the baby was moving. And so she said, I was concerned about the baby. Nobody was with the baby. She went on to say, I was thinking, as it as it relates to her safety, she went on to say, I wasn't thinking oh, I could be electrocuted. She wasn't thinking about that. She said, I was more so thinking I have to grab this baby. Yeah. And so the officials, like she was actually on the phone. Let me see. let me go back up. She was on the phone with, um, first responders as this was happening. She was on the phone with first responders as she was looking out, you know, and, um, so they were, you know, able to get there and they uh, did say that the baby is healthy because of Miss Washington's heroic acts is what they said. That's a quote because of the heroic acts of a member of our community. You know, the baby is healthy. And so I appreciate that the Portland Fire and Rescue spokesperson, Rick Braves, that's what he, um, you know, he said. And so I I appreciate Um her rescuing this baby and, uh, him alive and he's well. And I'm glad that she's safe as well. I I do my, I do offer condolences to the family of the three members, you know, of their family. I'm, you know, two blood and one, you know, dating, but three members I'm going to say of the family who have passed away, two children have passed away. And so, Miss Washington went on to say this. She said, I thought, I just thought I have a nephew myself. I have little brothers. I would want somebody to do the same thing. That is what this young adult teenager said. And I appreciate that. So, as far as Miss, um, so as far as Miss Washington is concerned, I'm hoping that you know she is rewarded some kind of way for her that She probably don't want anything, you know. I just think probably rescuing the baby is enough for her. But I hope that she does receive some type of, you know, recognition through you know in the city or the county or how you know. Um, I I do. I really do. Um. So Mr. Ronald Briggs. He was a neighbor of Ms. Washington's neighbor. He was a dad who, you know, his uh, daughter had come to visit to use the Internet. So this is why he said he noted, you know, that his 21-year-old daughter came over to use the Internet at his home after hers went out. He also noted that he yelled at his 15-year-old son to stay away, you know, but he didn't. He, and this is a quote: I told him, "Don't go down there. Try to get away from them." And he slid, and he touched the water, and he, and he, you know, she, and he died too. Um, he said that he does have six children, and he lost two of his children on this particular day. And he just noted it; it just hurt. It hurt. And so, um, and it was noted in the article that they have been having some. um, uh, several days, in recent days, they've had ice and freezing rain. And it, based because of the weather, 10 deaths have been reported in um, Oregon, or at least 10 deaths that they knew of have been reported in Oregon due to these um, weather conditions. And so, you all, let's just all be safe. I mean, Uh, They couldn't help, you know, that the power line fell on the truck or fell down while they were, you know, trying to leave. But just an unfortunate. Incident that happened, and again, our condolences to the Briggs family. And I just encourage us to be careful while we're out and about. Be careful, watch your surroundings, pay attention to what's going on. And I know that because I've been in an ice storm before. Um, ice does weigh, you know, power lines they weigh them down. So even if you're out and and so now that I'm thinking about that, if you're out and about, um, if you cannot like if it's severe weather, try not to park under, um, power lines if you can help it. Like if there's a space or a place where you can park without being right under power lines, not to say that this family was under power lines, because if a power line goes down, you know, it's going down wherever it's going down. Um, but just, just be mindful, you know, let's just all be vigilant and careful and mindful about our surroundings, especially in severe temperatures, ice temperatures, snow temperatures. Okay. So, But I, again, salute Miss Washington for her bravery in rescuing that baby. And I thank God that she was okay. All right, you all. I got a news story for you all. (laughs) Let me check the chat and see if anything, okay, nothing about that. Y'all, now I I want to hear what y'all have to say about this. I do want to hear your thoughts about this particular story. So I heard this last night. Um, Y'all, Tennessee, 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 Tennessee. As uh, quite a few states across the United States have done, including North Carolina, which I'm going to talk about North Carolina next, I sure am, about these doggone voting rights laws. Y'all, the 2024 elections are, are, are upon us. They've been upon us, y'all let me t- y'all let okay, so we need to be we need to pay attention to what is going on with elections across the United States of America pay a- y'all we have got to pay attention to what is going on in these here United States of America. I know we say that every election is crucial. Y'all, this election is... When I say it's... This is the first time that I know of... And y'all scholars, collect, collect me and correct me if I'm wrong. This is the first time if Donald Trump becomes the Republican Party nominee for the presidential elections in November. Of course, we got the primaries, you know. But this will be the first time... In history that I can recall, and I will take correction if I'm wrong, that we have had a criminal, um, I'm just saying I feel it, to be able to run for president. Like, all these indictments against... (sighs) Y'all, let's just pay attention to what's going on. Let's just pay attention. I think I'm going to do a sip and say election edition. That way I'll have more information about what has been going on in different races across the United States of America. And we have, like I know, um, we have our primaries in North Carolina in March. And I think most people at March, April, May, you know, have our primaries or have primaries around that time. So ours are in March. Y'all, these Republicans in North Carolina has done the lost their doggone mind. I'm gonna get there in a second, but let's just focus on Tennessee. So felons in Tennessee must get their gun rights back if they want their voting rights restored. So Tennessee is is is. I'm going to say it again. Felons must get gun rights back if they want voting rights restored. So you got to have, a they want you to have your gun, uh, your, your, your gun rights back before you can get your voting rights restored. Did that make sense, y'all? It don't make sense to me either, but that's what they're talking about in Tennessee. Let's read. <laughs> Y'all, y'all heard, I said it right. I, I was reading it. I said it right. Y'all know I get my words mixed up sometimes, but I said that one right. Okay. <laughs> so this is what had happened. Last summer, summer 2023, election officials in Tennessee, this is Nashville, Tennessee, they interpreted a state Supreme Court ruling as requiring that all convicted felons applying for reinstated voting rights first get their full citizenship rights restored by a judge or show they were pardoned in full, like received a full pardon. Oh Jesus, let me go down before I before I come back up. Uh so this is what they had said. <laughs> I'm talking crazy because it's law crazy. Okay. So state elections coordinator Mark Goins. and y'all, if this if if y'all, if this goes forward as the state elections coordinator and the state election officials are saying that it would, like if this like becomes a precedent or this becomes... If their interpretation of this law becomes... True, like, true in the sense that felons get to get their gun law or, ha- or have to get their gun rights restored before voting. This could set a precedent across the rest of the United States of America. That's why we need to pay attention, because you probably be like, who cares what's going on in Tennessee? Because a lot of times what's happening in other states trickles down to other states, especially if something's stupid. It trickles down to other states. <sighs> so that's why I'm talking about it. Okay, let me, let me read what the state elections coordinator Mark Goins revealed. The gun's right decision, pointing to the court's ruling, he reiterated that someone's full citizenship rights must be restored before they can regain the right to vote. And added, under the Tennessee Constitution, the right to bear arms is a right of citizenship. Y'all know what felon felonies are. <laughs> Now, felonies can encompass a a whole bunch of criminal acts. I'm going to just give you a few. Grand Theft Auto. Aggravated Assault. Disorderly Conduct. Drug Abuse Crimes. Rape. Murder. Those are just a few felonies. That if a person in Tennessee, if this if this goes through, people in Tennessee would have to get their gun rights restored prior to their voting rights. I mean, fit people who commit these types of crimes. Y'all, I'm... How y'all feel about it? <laughs> How y'all feel about it? So... If if I don't somebody and I get my gun rights restored, just so I can get my voting rights restored, then if I go to apply for a gun permit, you know, based on this law, based on this, I. I'm hoping that there's some more discussion about this interpretation of the law. I, I do. I hope that there's some more discussion about this. Um, mm, I hope there's some more discussion about this. And I'm just going to leave that there, I think. Um, Let me see. Yeah, I think I'm just going to leave that there. You all can do some research on that for yourself. I just wanted to... Bring that to our attention, because this could set a precedent for other states. Um, I feel confident that there are some measures in place. Um, I don't know why state officials get to interpret a law and make it so that gun right laws are restored back before voting right laws. So... uh, I don't know why state election officials are able to do this. Maybe the state of Tennessee has some guidelines or maybe they've changed the voting rights laws, which they have done. And maybe within those new voting rights laws, it gives the state election officials more authority to interpret laws or propose laws or whatever as it relates to voting rights laws. Okay, y'all, I just, it's stupid. It's stupid and I'm gonna move on cause I'm about to get more stupid with this North Carolina law <laughs> y'all it uh, Republicans and I'm gonna leave that there so we traveling on down one state to North Carolina Tennessee right above us. So you all know that start it started January first. We have a new voting rights law in the state of North Carolina. It is Senate Bill seven forty seven. It's stupid. It is, it's stupid. I talked about it on my show last year when I first saw it. it. Was um I think by then it had passed. By the time I saw it, it had passed. And I did talk about it and I I think I read some of the provisions within within the Senate bill. This is stupid. It's stupid. And so North Carolina, a federal judge, U.S. District Judge Thomas Schroeder, he blocked a new law recently approved by North Carolina lawmakers. We are supermajority Republicans in North Carolina because one of our I can't even think of the lady's name. I can't even think of her name right now. She um, ran as a Democrat, got voted into office as a Democrat, and then decided to switch her party. I think that was her plan all along. I can't prove it, but I think that was her plan all along. She decided to become a Republican. I think that should be against the law. I think that it should be illegal, that if you run as one-party candidate, that you cannot, absolutely cannot, absolutely cannot change your party affiliation until the next election cycle, then you decide to go with that other party. There should be some laws against it. Apparently, we don't have any books on the law property. Probably in definitely not in the state of North Carolina, probably nowhere else, because this has happened again in another state that I can't think of right now. It needs to be a federal law, state law, some kind of law, county law, city law, some kind of law that says if you run, if you are a candidate and you're running as one party, you should not be able to change your party at your free will. Anyway, this is what she did. So we have a super majority Republicans in North Carolina say so all know stuff stupid. So this particular U.S. District Judge, he um, blocked this particular provision within the Senate Bill 747. So this is what, um, let me go back down. So this is what the provision says. Hold on, let me get my words together here, get my computer going because my print off didn't look right. So the preliminary injunction tells election workers that they cannot nullify ballots by screening citizens who register and immediately vote during a 17-day period before a primary or general election through an altered method unless the applicant protections are created. So this is what it is. In the state of North Carolina, you can register to vote and vote on the same day. Republicans are trying to prevent this from happening. So we've been doing this for as long as I know. I haven't been alive for the the time that you know for all of all of time. <laughs> but you can register to vote and vote on the same day. I mean, why can't? Why not? Why can't this happen? But they're trying to prevent this from happening. Let me tell y'all why. <laughs> number one, because they're Republicans. That's number one. That's that's our first why. Our main why is. Over 100,000, during the last two presidential general elections, during the last two, during the last two, during the last two, you know, Biden was the last one, Trump was the other one, during the last two. Over 100,000 new registrants have sought same-day registration in North Carolina, meaning they can register and vote on the same day. When I say these doggone Republicans are playing dirty, they are trying everything they can to get Donald Trump back in office. We better be paying attention, y'all, to what's going on in our own state and in states across the United States. So this is what's happening, again, in North Carolina. Carolina. Okay, so let me go now. Let me see. Is that all I wanted to say? There are three lawsuits that are that have been filed as a result of this um, provision. One by the state and national democratic parties, and the other by national and local voter advocacy groups, and one voter. One voter was like, heck no, I'll stand alone. If I have to stand, I'm going to stand alone. Amen to that voter. Uh, But yeah, so three lawsuits have been filed. And so Judge Schroeder wrote that the one mailer procedure, so there is a one mailer procedure. So um, right now, let me make sure I have it right, because It was to, hold on, let me get it. So this particular new law has some provisions in it. And it says that um, this new law would allow a Registrant ballot, or it would remove, excuse me, a registrant's ballot from the count after one mail notice to the person's address by election officials is returned as undeliverable. So under the previous law, you got two. So if you had a um like mail-in ballot, you would get your two notices, that was the, under the old law you get your two notices just to make sure you do your mail in ballot is that if that is how you choose to vote okay under this new law you only get one so if the um ballot is, is is um if the um if the ballot is mailed the one time and you don't vote or it's misdelivered or whatever you don't get a second notice What I'm going to say to this, I'm going to put some of the onus back on us. Check your, if you vote by mail, like check your voter registration, whether you vote by by mail, vote day of, early vote, vote, and however you vote, keep a regular check to ensure that you are still an active voter. I have not checked my voter registration probably since October. I usually check it once a month just to make sure I know all is well with me. But this North Carolina, this is super major, super majority Republicans. I just need to make sure everything is well. So it's about time for me to check. it. I think I'm going to check it tonight after I air. But make sure that you keep a check on your voter registration to make sure that it's still active. If you vote by mail, make sure that your address and all of your information is correct. Go ahead and do that now. Again, in North Carolina, I think our primaries are like March 5th, if I'm not mistaken. I think early voting starts. I think I got it now. Early voting starts. Um, uh, February, I guess uh, early voting will start February 15th, and then we have the March 5th primaries. Um, If I got that wrong, I'll correct you in the comment section. So just go ahead and check your voter registration ID. Make sure everything is good. If you need to, if you've moved, if you have a new address, make the changes now so that you can get your mail-in ballot or whatever information you need to get corrected with the board of elections. Get it done now, you all, so that you are ready to vote in the primaries. I know a lot of people want to wait to November, wait to the presidential elections, but our primaries, our local elections to me are just as, if not more important than our or than our presidential elections our local elections and our state elections are just as important and you you all this november 2024 uh, well primaries in november election every united states seat house of Representatives seat is up for grabs every united states house of representatives seat is up for grabs everybody is either going to be running for election they're going to be retired, not retiring, but not run. They're either going to be running, not running, whatever the case may be. But every single seat, all 400, I think it's 35 seats, if I'm remembering correctly, all 400 plus seats are up for grabs. So you all, we need to be diligent about um, voting in our local and state elections because we're sending these individuals to the U.S. Uh, Congress to um, speak on our behalf. So we have to make sure that we are paying attention to what's going on during this voting cycle in the process. Primaries and this, um, and as well as the presidential election in November, but the primaries, I want to focus on the primaries. Pay attention to when your county's primary dates are so that you can vote, y'all. It is important, it is necessary, it is crucial, it is life or death, in my opinion, this voting cycle. Because if we have Donald Trump as a Republican presidential nominee and then we have Joe Biden as a Democratic um, nominee, y'all. Y'all, y'all, Project 2025, if Donald Trump is voted president again in 2024, all hail all hell. I mean, all hell, like end of the world, all hell is going to break loose. I did say all hell, end of the world, the four horsemen are coming, is going to break loose in these here United States of America. Watch why y'all we have got to vote. I don't care if you like Joe Biden or don't like him. I don't care how you see Y'all look. All I'm saying is vote your convictions, but all I'm saying is if Donald Trump is voting as president of the United States in 2020, all hell, I mean, end of the world, world hell is going to break loose. Yeah, well, y'all, we got to open our eyes. We got to wake up and pay attention. All right, so we're praying that Joseph Biden, Joseph R. Biden is elected president of the United States. You may not like him you may think he's too old even though him and donald trump are just a couple of years away from each other you vote your conviction i'm just telling you the facts we, we got the four horsemen or we got at least we you know we 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 know what we're working with with these four four we we know what we've been working with these four years we know what we're gonna be working with with the next four years if joe biden is elected president of the united states vote your conviction. We got all hell breaking loose or we got somebody the same, same thinking that's trying to get some stuff done we got the infrastructure bill we got um college debt that has been erased for uh, millions how many how many how many i'm gonna have to look it up we got college debt erased for some of some of our fellow citizens um uh, we got the infrastructure bill. we got insulin uh, you know cut, cut down to 35 dollars. Uh, you know, we got we got some other things that I can't even think of right now that, that has happened since President um, Joe Biden and Vice President Kamala Harris have been in office. Yes, I do have some odds with them as well, but I mean, Four Horsemen, End of the World, Revelations, or at least we maybe get some more stuff done for the citizens of these great here, of these here great united, halfway divided United States of America. I'm done. Am I done? Let me see if I'm doing. I think I'm doing. <laughs> I did have more to say about North Carolina, but you all, y'all, let's just pay attention. So i so right now the judge, Judge Schroeder has a um he has blocked this particular provision of the law from going forth so the republicans are working right now they're working on making the necessary quote-unquote necessary provisions to um so that this provision of the voting rights law if north carolina can can will stand okay so they're working on i hope i hope it gets blocked again because y'all i this is what i don't understand so after Donald Trump lost in 2020, all hell broke loose around the United States of America. Y'all thought that was hell. We're going to have more hell if it don't go the way if the Republicans win. It's going gonna, it's gonna to be more hell. But states across the United States started enacting these voting rights laws. So just like The right to bear arms, which has been misinterpreted, in my opinion. The Second Amendment has been misinterpreted, in my opinion. But y'all want to talk about these gun laws, gun laws, gun laws, but y'all forget that voting is a right as well. So y'all making it easier to own a gun, but you're making it harder to vote, which disproportionately affects or disenfranchises Black people. Let's say it how it is. Republicans have put these Quote unquote voter fraud laws, that's what it is, in in place to disenfranchise black voters. Y'all, come on, we got to think about this. Why are the Republicans trying so doggone hard to keep black people from voting because they know black power? Black vote is black power, and they don't want that black power. Running rampant in these here United States of America because white folk want to keep their power. Y'all, it's all about power. It ain't nothing. It ain't got nothing to do with our citizens' rights. It ain't got nothing to do with nothing but power. They want to maintain power. They don't care about you, me, Freddie. Ch- Daquan, whoever they don't care nothing about nobody all they care about is maintaining power and they will do whatever it takes to maintain that power and yes that does mean disenfranchising citizens in the United States of America disenfranchising meaning keeping them from voting or making it so hard for them to vote that they don't want to vote that's what they're doing why make it harder for a person to exercise their constitutional right? Why? Why? I ask why? Because you know the power of those rights that you try, or the, you know, because you know the power of the people whose rights you're trying to oppress. You know their power. I gonna put my glasses back on and calm down. I really hadn't planned to talk about all that, but it, I don't like injustices. When it comes to social injustices, child, I don't like it. I don't like it at all. So, I'm going to put my glasses on and I'm going to take a sip and I'm going to calm my, myself down. Praise God from whom all blessings flow. Praise Him, all creatures here below. Why make it harder for people to vote? These are elected officials. So I have to question the citizens of which I am, but I vote right. I have to question the mindset and motives of the citizens who are voting these people into office because they won't be able to exercise this type of power, or this type of disenfranchisement and enacting all these stupid voting rights laws if they weren't voted into that particular office. So then I have to question the mindset, the motives, the hearts of the citizens. Why we keep electing these individuals that don't have our interests in our... Her- Y'all, let me tell y'all something. I'm going to say this, and it's going to be what it's going to be. White people will vote for white people, even if it's not in their best interest. And I'm going to say this to black people who are voting Republican, are voting Republican, even though it's not in y'all best interest. Do y'all not hear? Let me, let me, let me. Do y'all not hear how Donald Trump talks? Do you not hear how racist he is? But yet you think him getting into office is going to help you? Sis, bruh, who black and Republican and who voted for Donald Trump, if he is the nominee, which it looks like he will be. Have you not read Project 2025? Have you not heard the things that he said would happen if he you thought Germany, you thought Hitler was bad? Y'all better get some, y'all, y'all better get some understanding and all get get wisdom and all you're getting, get some understanding. Cause I, I I'ma move on. <laughs> I said that 10 seconds ago. I'm gonna move on because it's not my election sip and say with Stephanie. It's not my election one, but y'all, y'all got to. So if someone, <laughs> let me just end with this. If someone shows you who they are. Believe them. Oh, my Lord. If somebody shows you who they are, believe them. If I knew how to say it in Spanish, I would say it in Spanish. If somebody shows you who they are, believe them. Donald Trump has showed you exactly who he is. You better believe them. Because if you think your Black Republican self is going to... um. If you think your Black Republican self are going to be, uh, what word do I want to use? Are are you going to be, uh, what word do I want to use? um, Exempt. That's the word. If your Black Republican self think you're going to be exempt from all of this destruction that Donald Trump is going to rain on Black people, if he is elected into office, if you think your Black Republican self is going to be exempt. Oh my Lord, Lord, Lord. I'm gonna pray for you. I promise you I'm done. That's my that was my third closing. Y'all preachers have third closing. That's my third closing. I'm done. I really am done. I'm moving on. I'm moving on to the next story. <laughs> I'm moving on to to so look. I'm gonna talk about Brother George right here. Brother Daryl George. That's what I'm about to talk about. Let me check the chat. Because I done went off on a rampage and I am going and I feel good about it. Praise God. I'm singing my song out, Wandy. You know how I do I'm singing my song. So let me just move on to the next story. I'm done. I'm done. I'm done. I am going to do an elections um, sip and say with Stephanie. I'm going to get it together, make sure I have my facts and all my stuff together. And then we're going to go forward in it in Jesus name. Praise God for my blessings flow. All right. So Brother George... Let me get back to my things. Uh, So, Brother Daryl George, I don't know if you remember him, but he is a student who from Houston, who he was uh, suspended from school. Let me get the exact date on August 31st because he violated some of their school. um, He violated the school policy about how you wear your hair. Now, I want you all to take do do a search in your leisure right now or in your leisure, do a search for brother Daryl George. He's 18. I'm calling him a brother. He's an adult. His hair, he has locks and it is absolutely beautiful. And so all of the pictures I've seen of him, his, his locks are neatly twisted up in just a nice style. Like... I would love to see his hair down because his locks are absolutely beautiful. I absolutely love locks. I thought about getting locks myself, but I was like, that's still hair that I would have to wash and take care of. Never mind. But I love to see locks on other people, both males and females. And so he has been, um, not he has not been in a regular classroom since August 31st. He's either been in school suspension or... He has had off-site disciplinary, or he has been at an off-site disciplinary program, okay, since August 31st because of his hair. They act like the Crown Act was not passed, but I'm going to get there. Uh-oh, let me get back to it. I can't remember if I've already talked about this story or not, but possibly. And so... um. At this this actually happened while um Daryl, our brother Daryl was seventeen. He was a junior at Barbers Hill High School in Mount Bellevue, Bellevue, excuse me, Bellevue. And you know, we said that his suspension happened. And so let me see. Um so the Houston area school district. Said that George's long hair, which he wears in neatly tied and twisted locks on top of his head, it violates a strict excuse me a district dress code that limits hair lengths for boys. The district has said other students with locks comply with the length policy. My first question is, how do you know how long his locks are? If I have an updo my hair is in a bun or I have locks and my locks are in a bun or neatly like twisted up. How do you know how long my hair is? Cause as far as I'm concerned, you're going on an assumption, unless brother George actually wore his hair down at school, then you're, you're assuming that his, that his the length of his locks violate this policy. You're assuming so if you haven't seen his hair down, how you know his locks are longer than this school policy? I'm just saying. And the fact that they noted that other students with locks comply with the policy, ooh, that just ooh, just made me want to snatch somebody on that, okay? Brother George, he did noted that he felt stress and frustration over what he sees as an unfair punishment. But he is grateful that he is getting his day in court. So him and his mother, let me go down to make sure I have this part right. They did file a lawsuit. And let me see, because I don't have it printed out. I can't see it as, as clear as I really want to. But, uh, uh uh-oh, hold on, I'm not in the right place. Hold on. That's why I, I like having my stuff printed out so I can see in front of my face. Um. All right. So the George family, they have filed a formal complaint with the Texas Education Agency and a federal civil rights lawsuit against Governor George Abbott and Attorney General Ken Paxton, along with the school district, alleging that they failed to enforce the Crown Act. Also, the lawsuit is before a federal judge in Galveston, Texas. So you all let me yeah, I'm glad I don't have keys. See this kind of stuff that just make you want to just go off on somebody. So you know me, I like to do my research for the most part. I, I do like to do my research all the time. Um and in this particular case, I wanted to dig a little bit deeper. So I went to the Barbara's Heel ISD Dress and Grooming Code. And I do like to do my research, y'all. Sometimes I do get a little off, but I do like to do my research. So look, this is what it say about her. Hair must be clean and well-groomed. Geometric or unusual patterns, including Mohawks and hawks, shave or cut in the hair are not permitted. Unnatural hair color or color variation in hair, and they have in parentheses, i a or excuse me, not i a but i e means, for example, scarlet, purple, blue, green, orange, etc. will not be permitted. So now, child is crazy. Ribbons or other types of hair accessories should not distract from the learning environment and be appropriate to the hairstyle. Child. Male student's hair will not extend at any time below the eyebrows or below the earlobes. Male student's hair must not extend below the top of a t-shirt collar or be gathered or worn in a style that would allow the hair to extend below the top of a t-shirt collar, below the eyebrows, or below the earlobes when let down. So, when let down. So, are you, are you, wait a minute, (laughs) So now you're trying to tell me, I'm wearing up dudes all the time, but you're trying to tell me that if my hair is let down... See, first of all, you're not at my house with me when I let my hair down. So what you saying? Like, what are you talking about? Child, they got laws for coats and jackets. They got laws for facial hair. They got a law for the jewelry. Tattoos, makeup, sun, glasses. Shirts and tops, which is normal. Pants, skirts, skirt pants, short skirts, dresses. That's normal for most um, for most um, school districts. Head coverings. You can not do your head covering. I'm pretty sure there's an exempt for um, those who wear hijabs. Did I say that right? A hijab. I think I said it correctly. Um, child, ain't no lost tape. So anyway, that's the that's the policy from the B, from the um, Barber Hills ISD. My thing is, so now you so I'm wearing up like so Brother George's hair is like I said, it's neat. Y'all got to look at his hair; is beautiful. Oh my god, it's absolutely beautiful. And just the style, and I'm just talking about the style. I've never seen his hair down, but just the style that he's wearing, it's like his his locks are twisted up and it's so it's just beautiful to me y'all got to look him, look him up so how so a school district gets to interpret my and interpret brother George's updo meaning if he takes his hair down it's going to be longer than this policy says it can be why are they able to make a rule about that? Like, why is that part of a dress code? Because if the child is not taking the hair down at the school, why you care about him taking his hair down wherever he takes it down at, if it's not at the school? Because I'm not, like, I I'm, I'm, I just, I don't understand that. Talking about because let me go back to it. Y'all heard what I said. Y'all can read it for yourself. It says, um or below the, when let down. When he gonna let it down? I mean, I just, it's, Let me let me move on. <laughs> Cause see, to me, most people who wear updos, whether it's locks, natural hair, curls, straight hair, whatever, most people who wear updo don't take their hair down until they get to the house. So now you're trying to. I just, I just. Okay. So the crown act. You all know that the crown act was um, presented in 2020. One. is HR 2116. It is creating a respectful and open world for natural hair of 2022. That's HR 2116. It's long, so I'm not going to read the whole thing. It's not too long that you can't read it, but I won't read the whole um, HR 2116 right here on the show. But this is March 21, 2022. This was actually passed in the House. Let me see if I can see how many votes and stuff. I probably can, but I'm not going to look it up right now. So this act may be cited as the Creating a Respectful and Open World for Natural Hair Act of 2022 or the Crown Act of 2022. Throughout United States history, society has used, in conjunction with skin color, hair texture, and hairstyle to classify individuals on the basis of race. Like one's skin color, one's hair has served as a basis of race and national origin discrimination that's they say that again racial this a lot i'm gonna read a couple more racial and natural excuse me let me try again racial and national origin discrimination can and do occur because of long-standing racial and national origin biases and stereotypes associated with hair textures and styles y'all know white people i don't know if they're jealous of black hair I don't know, but they cannot stand natural, child, when folks started wearing their natural hair, they can't stand these locks, the dreadlocks, all these natural, beautiful, beautiful, gorgeous natural styles. My thing is, why why you care about how somebody wear their hair that's going outside their head? like this is our natural hair growing outside our head it's going right from our roots right from our scalp it's growing so if you can wear your natural hair growing out of your roots then why can't i wear mine growing out of my roots discrimination race racism what north carolina i mean not north carolina but what the united states of america was built on racism discrimination colonization Stup- stupization. Uh, yes, I do make up words. So anywho, in this lawsuit, the Crown Act is being cited as um, discrimination against this young man. Um, this The uh, lawsuit is February 22nd. So I am going to be looking and listening to see how, not the lawsuit, I'm sorry, the court date, excuse me, the trial date. It's set for February 22nd. I'm so glad that he has a trial date for next um, month because he has been in since August 31st, since the child, you know, not being in a normal classroom setting. Um, so I'm going to be watching and waiting because I'm curious to know how this is going to go. I believe it will set a precedent for moving forward. Now, it I do want us to note that not every state in the United States of America has adopted the Crown Act. I did mean to pull that up, but I didn't. Um, if you want to read the Crown Act, I will put it in the description. I just read um, one, two, three. Oh, let me read four. For example, routinely people of African descent are deprived of educational and employment opportunities. It's going to be key because they are adorned with natural or protective hairstyles in which hair is tightly coiled or tightly curled or worn in locks cornrows, twists, braids, bantu knots or afros. I'm gonna read number five. Racial and national origin discrimination is reflected in school and workplace policies and practices that bar natural or protective hairstyles commonly worn by people of African descent. You can't tell me that racism does not exist in the United States of America. You can't tell. There's nothing you can say or do to convince me that racism does not exist. In these here United States of America, yes, VP Harris, yes, Nimrata. Um, what's your other name, Nimrata? Nikki Haley, Nimrata, Nikki Haley. Yes, racism is the country was built on racism, discrimination. Then we got colonization. Okay, I'm done. Am I done? I'm done. That was number five. So based on the Crown Act. I'm hoping that this young brother wins the lawsuit, and I hope that he gets compensated financially amongst whatever whatever else, but financially for the time. And I know money does not help with his schooling as far as high school, but if he gets some money, maybe it'll help him get, get go to college for free so he can come out debt-free. I said go to college for free. He can't go to college for free, but I hope that he can go to college and come out debt-free. All right, y'all. So, I'm going to put the Crown Act and talk about the U.S. Armed Forces barring us, y'all. It's got some good stuff in it. It is not a long act. It's worth your reading, you know, so that you will know what the Crown Act is all about. I think the Crown um, Day is coming up here pretty soon. you know coming up in March. I don't know if it's going to be celebrated right on March 21st or not, but I know the crown, I think they call it Crown Day if I'm not mistaken, in honor of the Crown Act. And so y'all, I'm going to look up to see which states that have, I think it's only maybe about it's not a lot States that have passed the Crown Act, I think, is a good way to look it up. I meant to look it up prior to coming on the show, but I failed to do so, and so I'm going to do it right now. I do remember when California passed, um, they were the first to sign the Crown Act until I think I talked about it on the show, if I'm not mistaken, I did. So 20 states have enacted the Crown um, Act. Let's see if I can find out which states these are. I'm curious. I can't remember if North Carolina has or not, but there have been 20 states out of 51 that have enacted the Crown Act. All of these little things, these pop-up windows be getting on my nerves. Um, so let's see. I think I think Again, I think I've talked about this before, but I'm going to talk about it. Or as far as the states are concerned, I think I've talked about it. So I don't see it right now. I thought this website would give me the information that I wanted, but it does not. So you all while, what I might do if I don't find it right away which states have enacted the Crown Act. If I don't find it right away, I will um I will add it to the description. All right, so there's, oh, it's 7.40. Well, y'all, I went on my tangent and my time done, then the left me. I really want to find these states. Okay, I think I got it. I might be missing a few because this is an old article. So this is from 2022. So yeah, uh, um, this is taking me through too many changes. So I'll try to find it and put it in the description. All right. Because that's taking it state by state and it's, that's going to be too much to look through in this short time that I have. So I do want to share... One more thing with you all. I kind of want to know what you parents think about this particular, this next thing that I'm about to share. Um, He is in school suspension. He will be allowed to graduate. Okay, thank you for that update. Yeah, he's in either in school suspension or he's been like at an alternate disciplinary um, space. Um, So I did mention that and then his hair does look i like i love his hair it is absolutely beautiful. So thank you mom for sharing that. So i really want to hear from parents on this one because i'm just i don't know. I i have i i have mixed i don't have mixed feelings about the story, but i do have mixed feelings about the responses to this story. So i don't have a TikTok account. There are um I do have friends that send me TikTok videos. <laughs> So I have seen TikTok videos, and um, but I don't have a TikTok account. But you know, if they send me the link, I can click on and watch the video. And um, so I don't have a TikTok video, a TikTok uh, app. I'm not on the app or anything. I don't have an account. But there was this young man. He has adopted. Him and his partner have adopted a black child, and so he did a TikTok video to ask the community. How to fix her hair? He was her name is Zoe. Um, That is mentioned in the article. I shouldn't have said it out, but it's mentioned in the article. But he was asking for help. He's like, if anybody can help me, let me see if I have the exact words. This is a quote: "We have adopted a black baby. Her name is Zoe, and I don't know what to do with her hair. Please, any black parents or anyone who knows what to do with black children's hair, please help me in the comments." That's what he attached to his TikTok video. Um, And in the video, it does show him, you know, brushing the baby's hair, brushing the infant's hair. And, um, so the child is an infant, so it's probably, it's not like they're going to be doing a lot with the baby's hair right now, but I'm assuming he posted this video so he can start preparing. Okay. She's going to get older. Her hair is going to be growing. Let me go ahead and get some feedback now so that maybe me and my partner can work on it. And by the time she gets like longer hair, we'll know what to do. And so, um, um, he has since taken this video down because of some of the backlash that he received from posting it. I mean, I don't know because I didn't go looking for the video because I don't have a TikTok account and I didn't ask any of my friends that do have a TikTok account, find this video and send it to me. I didn't ask about it because I really didn't think about it until, you know, right now. So I don't know what some of the comments were saying, but... I don't know what all of the comments were saying, but this was a few. So there were some comments that accused um, this particular man. His name is, uh, whew, I didn't have his name. His name is Will. He's 36. And doesn't have his last name, which I respect. You know, he's trying to, I guess, stay private now, which I respect that. But what they said is, some of the comments said that that Will and his partner were using this particular child solely for social media content. <clears throat> and they also asked him this, these questions. Did they not have, or they asked these questions, did they not have Black friends they could talk to? Is Zoe just for show? Why didn't they prepare to raise a Black child? Well, if he, they got an infant and they're asking for help to do her hair, in my opinion, they are preparing because she's a baby now. You, you ain't going to do nothing with a baby's hair, but maybe brush it, maybe take a wet bath cloth and wipe it down. You don't have to do a lot to baby's hair or skin because they're babies. And from my understanding, they are trying to prepare by asking, can you help us to get ready? That's just my thought on it, you know. Um, but, fam- but there were some people that did not like that at all. we um, Will also noted that I've learned that I need to be very intentional about the community that surrounds us and her on a consistent basis and have people who look like her to talk to her. I want Zoe to grow up to love herself. That includes her personality, her skin color, her hair, everything. So I know we've been talking about this, or at least I've heard conversations about this for years. Black parents or black adults adopting white children, white parents or adults adopting black children. They use the term transracial adoption. That's the terminology, if you've never heard of it before, it's called transracial adoption. My thing is, I could care less what color y'all are. If a baby, a child, a teenager, if they are in a home, not a homeless shelter, but if, if they are in, you know, the award of the state, they don't have parents, they don't have legal guardians, but there are people who will accept them, love them, take care of them provide for them, want to adopt want to adopt them to do all those things. I say go for it. I don't care if the parents are white and the children black, if the parents are black and the children are white, if the parents are Asian and the children white, the parents are Native American and the children black. I don't care. As long as the parents go through the proper process to adopt children and they provide a loving, nurturing environment for these children, adopt away. Like there's so many people in the, so many children, excuse me, in the foster care system, so many children needing to be adopted. And then for older children wanting to be adopted, they want that forever family. And if you are of a different race, a different culture, a different background, and again, you have been vetted, you've gone through the proper process. Hopefully somebody has discerned that you will love these children and not harm them. You know, I think if you're going to go through the process of adopting and paying money and all that, you got your money attached to it, I think you want to adopt. And so if families want to adopt kids, I say yes, regardless of what color they are. Like, I I do understand concerns from Black people when white people adopt Black children, because there is so much that that white parent is going to need to know to teach that Black child. Or like, like Will said, he's gonna have to get a community of Black people because there are things that happen as a Black person that a white person cannot teach a Black child. Just like there, just like a mom cannot teach her son how to be a man, a man cannot teach his daughter how to be a woman. White parents cannot teach a Black ch- child what it means to be Black in America. And across the world, in some instances, we'll be talking about in America. So they are going to have to get a community of Black people to support them and this child so that this child can have the truth <laughs> about what your parents white, but your skin brown, baby. And they're not going to be looking at that white parent's skin. They're going to be looking at your skin, boo-boo. So he's going to need a community like it seems like he has recognized. What y'all think? Do y'all think he should have received a backlash from for asking for help? <clears throat> Let me take a sip. People go on social media to ask for help all the time or to seek help. Hair advice, relationship advice, whatever type of advice. So I don't have a problem with it. I'm not quite sure why people got offended or upset by this dad asking for help. Um, maybe he doesn't have a community of black people right now. And he is looking for that. Like he's like, I need some help y'all. That's why he reached out. And so it's unfortunate that people um, gave him negative feedback. And it's unfortunate he did delete the video um, because of the backlash that he received. But I'm just curious to know what you all think about that. And I also want to note that Most adoptive parents in the United States are white, and about 30% of adoptions are transracial, with white parents of non-white children accounting for the majority of that 30%. And that information came from the University of Nevada, Reno, and the Institute for Family Studies. That's where that information has come from. Um... I don't know, y'all. My thing is, if children need a home, let's provide the best home possible for them that might be with black children, I mean, excuse me, black parents or white parents or Asian parents or Latino parents, wherever that child can receive love and support and nurturing and food and just, you know, I'm good with it. I'm good with it. And within this article that I was looking at, there were some other families that talked about their transracial, their experience as a transracial, like adoptive family. Some of the families were Black that had adopted white children and some um, white families that adopted Black children. So they were just sharing their testimonies in light of this particular incident that happened. They were just sharing their testimonies about it. But um, yeah... I like it. I like when children get adopted. I just, because like nobody wants to be alone by themselves, no home, no parents, you know, nobody to love on them and support them like in a home environment. So I'm good with it. <laughs> so anyway, um, let's, let me see if there's anything else I want to share. Um, I think that's all, excuse me, that's all I want to share. So yeah, what y'all think? It's a lot, it was a lot more like the testimonies of the other families, but um, Will noted that him and his partner will continue to use every resource at their disposal to raise Zoe to be the best person she can be with the best parents we can be. I like it, I like it. All right, y'all. Watch y'all thing. Let me go to the comments and see if there's any there. Um. So. So my mom says she's a, she agrees with me on the adoption. Yeah, I, I know you got to clarify to make sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the Senate passed the first reading, but it didn't become law until the date I gave. So thanks for that information. My mama always trying to do something to do something different. That's how she do. All right, y'all, I'm done. I did have some more information about our mentorship, but I think I will. Let me see if I have a few minutes. Um. So I do want to mention it because I do have about seven minutes. So I do want to mention you all. I mentioned it last Thursday. I want to mention again tonight that no, uh, January is National Mentoring Month. Okay. So I want us, I said it last week and I want to encourage us again today. If you have the ability to mentor a young person in particular, I encourage you to do so. And um, I just think it's so special and so beautiful when a young person has another trusted adult in their lives that they can look up to, that they can talk to, that they can seek advice from, that can support them in their endeavors, that can tell them the truth and bring correction to them when they need it. Because sometimes young people will listen to an adult outside of their parents more so than they listen to their parents. So it's good for us to share our wisdom and our knowledge and our experiences in life with a young person. So if you have the capacity and the desire, I just encourage you to become a mentor to a young person, to support them, to love on them, to encourage them, to correct them, to go to their soccer games, go to their football games, go to their basketball games, go to their golf games, go to their volleyball games, go to their band events, go with them to the school field trip if you pass a volunteer um uh, requirement, you know, uh take them to practice sometimes. If mom and dad are busy or can't get there, then that mentor can support them, you know. I, I just it's it's I think it's necessary and it's important for us to share our wisdom and our education uh and our experiences with young people. And when I say education, I don't mean degree. I mean your educational life. It could be your degree You know, you can mentor. like if you're an engineer and there's a young person who wants to be an engineer, you can definitely mentor them in that area. So when I say education degrees, but your education on life. So sometimes you don't have a bachelor's degree or a Ph.D. or a master's degree, but you have a a life degree. (laughs) Sis. Let me tell you, little sis, little bruh, I've been through some things. Let me give you, let me school you about what I've been through to hopefully keep you from going down that path too. Come on in here, somebody. So again, if you can be a mentor, if you can donate blood, we talked about that last week as well. And don't forget to get your emergency preparedness kit ready. We're still in severe weather across the United States of America and maybe in other parts of the country, I'm not sure. But make sure that you have your emergency preparedness kit ready for your home and for your car, for your work. If you don't know what's involved in the kit, then listen to my show from last Thursday and it has some information in there to support you. I just want us to be reminded that The war in Ukraine is still happening. The Israeli and Hamas war is still happening. Y'all, it's a lot going on in our world. So let's just be aware. Let's be awake. Let's be mindful. Let's be knowledgeable about what's going on in our world so that we can help when we can, as we can, if we decide to do so so that we can stay prayed up so that we can encourage people that we need to encourage. I know that there are some, like over the last several months, there have been some, um, uh, citizens from the Ukraine that have come in in our area. And so just offering support, if you can, offering resources, if you can, I know a lot of churches have, have supported, um, these, um, these individuals. And so if you can, when you can, as you can support, um, you know if your heart if your heart is in a place to do that if your resources are in a place to do that but we can always pray we can always pray for these wars to come to an end we pray for ceasefire pray that our government officials will encourage call for ceasefire nobody should be at war like war hurts citizens it hurts displaces citizens it um, destroys communities. It, you know, of course, death is a part of war. And y'all, I just, you know, hopefully we can get a ceasefire. Hopefully these wars will come to an end soon and very soon. All right, y'all, thank you so much for joining me for the news as well as for my rants. <laughs> I appreciate you greatly. I encourage you to hit the like button on YouTube. I encourage you to. Um, share this episode with your family, with your friends. And I encourage you to take care of yourself, take care of your family, take care of your community, stay healthy emotionally, mentally, socially, physically, and spiritually. Meditate, do your yoga, do your mindfulness, pray, Again, in all your wisdom and all all you're getting, get understanding, get wisdom, be knowledgeable about what's going on in this world. Okay, you all, I appreciate you. I thank you. And I bid each and every one of you a blessed evening and a good night. Thank you for joining the Stephanie Humphrey podcast. If you would like to view this podcast live, join us at the Stephanie Humphrey channel on YouTube live at 6.30 p.m. on Thursdays. Don't forget to like this episode, subscribe to the podcast and the YouTube channel, and share with your family and friends. Be blessed.